0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 3rd, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. When the government intervenes in the economy, is it all downhill from there? Are we inexorably hurled down the road to serfdom? Don Boudreau, a professor of economics at George Mason University and adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, says no. In a recent article in The Freeman, he argues it's the very robustness and resilience to interventions that makes the marketplace so remarkable. There is concern, I think, among a lot of people who... Worry about government intervention. That the feedback loops that exist when you have somebody who's managed to uh, metaphorically attach a tap to the wallets of taxpayers or to you know people's productive energies, that that feedback loop is going to grow larger and larger and larger. And uh, well, we just we can't possibly let this. Uh, camel get his nose under the tent, uh, lest we all be living in servitude the end
1: yeah I, I think I think it's a naive argument, of course it's it's made often uh, and i I was more sympathetic to it myself years ago, but then you just observe what 's going on, I and mean, we've had a lot of government intrusion into the economy, uh, nearly all of which I disapprove of, and I have no doubt that this intrusion has made the economy poor it's made us less free. But it is a mistake to argue that the slightest bit of intrusion or even a fair amount of intrusion is ne- necessarily puts us on an irreversible trek toward servitude. Let's face it, Americans today are just not as – we know we're close to being as enslaved and as burdened as were people of, of the Soviet Union or in, in Hitler's uh, Germany.
0: Or half of the population of the United States – 100 years ago, or another significant chunk of the U.S. population uh, before that.
1: Right, exactly. And so in a lot of ways, we, we are free. I, I, I want to be uh, clear here. I'm not arguing that we should be indifferent to these in, in, intrusions to our freedom. But I think it's a, I think libertarians do not do their cause any good by uh, overstating the case. It's, it's just not true that the slightest... Deviation from uh, the ideals of freedom uh, put us on an inevitable path towards servitude.
0: If you take Hayek seriously, uh, he would argue that this step begets this step. If you have a lot of government intrusion into agriculture, for example, maybe in order to make the agency look good, that's responsible for it. Maybe certain information. Isn't free? Maybe the press needs to be curtailed a little bit to make uh, the numbers work out. Uh, You know that's that's part of that argument.
1: Yeah, look, there's no question that that uh, intrusions tend to breed other intrusions. Uh, The question is at what speed, and the question is can they be, uh, and in fact, are they sometimes uh, reversed? Um, Hayek's argument, by the way, is often misunderstood. Hayek did not argue, and he insisted upon this. Hayek did not argue in *The Road to Serfdom* that. Uh, uh, the slightest bit of government intervention leads us on the road to serfdom. In fact, one of the complaints that a lot of libertarians have about the road to serfdom is that Hayek gave in that book far too great a leeway to government to intrude here and redistribute there. Hayek's particular argument was that, look, there are certain kinds of interventions that are not consistent with the free society. And those kinds of interventions are the ones that try to prevent economic change from negatively affecting anyone. Hayek said, if we tr- seriously try that, then totalitarianism is the inevitable result. We're not trying that in any wholesale way, at least not yet. And in the United States, given the degree of freedom, uh,
0: liberty that uh, Americans have, certain intrusions are cause their own response within people, within uh, uh, taxpayers, who then do their best to reduce the size of the triangle, as it were.
1: I, I think one lesson that I take from you know, pondering this issue and I mentioned it in a recent article I had in the in the Freeman, is that uh, you know freedom is not, and free markets are not these delicate flowers that just the slightest hostile breeze will rip up and destroy. In fact, and we should be grateful for this, freedom is a very very vigorous uh, uh, plant. Uh, it's it's a flower to be sure. It's not it's not a weed, but it's very vigorous. It has if it's deeply rooted as it is. In America, has been for a long time, it can withstand a lot of battering and still remain alive and well-rooted. It's not to say that the battering is good. Again, I think it's it, it's bad, but it's not this delicate flower that we have to worry about uh, 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 being destroyed just because we happen to take a you know a, a few or even many wrong steps.
0: And arguably, it's the the deeply rooted tradition there that actually allows government to grow as
1: large as I, it does. I think that's, I think that, I think that's right. Um, and look, n- no one knows what the future holds. I don't deny the possibility that uh, we are now marching toward uh, genuine socialism with a lot of more totalitarian implications, uh, totalitarian happenings in the future. Uh, it can happen. I'm just saying it's not inevitable. And so I, I, I urge libertarians and classical liberals not to overstate the case. The freedom that we love, the freedom that we respect, the freedom that we admire, and that we understand all vibrant societies need to flourish is not delicate. It is hardy. And let's let's celebrate that fact.
0: Don Boudreaux is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute and a professor of economics at George Mason University. You can read more of his work at cato.org.